I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. It is time for another episode of the I'm in love with that song podcast, part of the Pantheon family of podcasts. I'm your host, Brad Page. And after almost two years of live venues falling silent, the sound of live music has slowly but surely returned. So I thought on this episode, let's celebrate the importance of live music with the story of how one night a concert may just have saved a city. Now, there have been many famous and important live concerts, Monterey Pop, Woodstock, Live Aid, but I wanted to focus on something a little smaller, maybe less well-known, a story of one artist and one city and one show. The night of April 4th, 1968, 54 years ago this month, Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. Following his death, there were riots across the country in almost 130 cities. That pain and frustration in black communities was real. And who could blame them for being angry? On April 5th, the night after the assassination, James Brown was scheduled to play at the Boston Garden, a 15,000-seat arena right in the heart of Boston, Massachusetts. City leaders didn't know what to do. Boston, like many cities, had its share of racial problems, particularly in the wake of school integration and what critics called forced busing, which were hot issues in the recent mayoral election. Kevin White, who was white, was a Boston native who had just won election for mayor three months before. He almost canceled the show. Mayor White didn't even know who James Brown was. But Tom Atkins, the only black member of the Boston City Council, along with local DJ Jimmy Bird, met with the mayor and convinced him not to cancel the show. Instead, they came up with an inspired idea. People who had already purchased tickets could attend the show. The rest of the city, including its black population, could watch the concert for free on TV. They made last-minute arrangements for the local public TV station, WGBH, to broadcast the show for free. This put James Brown in a tough situation financially. Due to a prior contract agreement, James could lose about $60,000 if the show was broadcast. He wasn't about to lose money on the deal, so Mayor White found a way to make up the difference turned out to be a good investment. So, on the night of April 5th, 1968, while violence roiled in cities across the country and Boston held its collective breath, James Brown and his band hit the stage. WGBH, who were broadcasting the show live, they were plenty nervous too. They knew they could be doing a huge public service, but they were also afraid they could end up airing a riot using only three black-and-white cameras, a couple of spotlights, and a hacked-together audio connection from the PA system, the broadcast went live. The show started with James Brown coming on stage to introduce Tom Atkins. Remember, Atkins was the only black member of the Boston City Council at that time. 
And, and this makes me feel good to see a man, in, uh, see a black man in the driver's seat. Let's give a big round of applause for Mr. Tom Atkins, ladies and gentlemen. He told me I could sit in his seat, but I know I can't fill his shoes. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. Atkins talks about Brown's recent trip to Africa and his upcoming trip to Vietnam, where the war was still raging. And he thanks James for his charity work. Then he introduces Mayor Kevin White to the stage. I'd like to bring now to the microphone the man who was making the program tonight possible. The man whose foresight and leadership has given the city of Boston and the whole... Now, this part I, I love. James Brown is going to take over the mic to say that he met with the mayor. And then James Brown calls the mayor of Boston a swinging cat. Listen. The Honorable Mayor. Wait a minute. First, I'd like to say I had the pleasure of meeting him. And I, I said to the Honorable Mayor, and he said, look, man, say, you can come down with me. Say, I'm all together. So let's say a swinging cat. Okay. Mayor Kevin. Right, give him a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. He's a swinging cat. Thank you, Tom, James. All of us are here tonight to listen to a great talent, James Brown. Remember, Mayor White didn't even know who James Brown was before this show. Kevin White was born and raised in Boston, as clearly evidenced by his classic Boston accent. I love it. This is our city, and its future is in our hands. Tonight, and tomorrow, and the days that follow. Martin Luther King loved this city, and it's up to our generation to prove his faith in us. So all I ask you tonight is this, to let us look at each other here in the gardens and back at home and pledge that no matter what any other community might do, we in Boston will honor Dr. King in peace. And after Mayor White leaves the stage and there's some final thank yous, James Brown begins the show. He opens with If I Ruled the World and this killer interpretation of That's Life. It's getting late in the evening I can't get right I guess I did the boogaloo The funky Broadway Nobody could work a crowd like James Brown. Uh, good God. Sometimes I do the James Brown. But I want you to know. Because I'm acting with my friends. My friends. 
my plans to do it all over again. But that's life. So it began with James Brown and his band, one of the best live bands in the world, playing for almost three hours. The set included a mix of cover songs and James Brown classics. There was Kansas City. medley of ballads, including It's a Man's 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 World. would take a break and let his band members share the spotlight. Bobby Bird sang Mustang Sally and Soul Man. Marva Whitney covered Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools and I heard it through the grapevine. And then James would return to the front of the stage and put the band through a workout on songs like Get It Together. through there was a time I've got the feeling. Virtually whiplash his audience, shifting from his current funk hits right into his old classics like Try Me.
with more funk with tracks like Cold Sweat. the drummer some. Here's the legendary Clyde Stubblefield doing his thing. The show reaches its climax with a trio of hits, including It May Be the Last Time. You got the feeling! You got the feeling! You got the feeling! I got something for everybody to understand now. goes right into I feel good. It's into please, 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 complete with the cape routine. Final number, I can't stand myself. show there's a sign of trouble the audience which has been great up until now well they're wound up they're excited they don't want the show to end one kid jumps up on stage and the cops who've been standing back until now shove the kid off the stage 
It's a tense moment. James stops the band and addresses the police. Wait a minute. Move up. I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Come on. Now, more kids are jumping on stage and they're swarming around James Brown. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're all right, that's all right. It's all right, it's all right. There's more people on the stage now. James is asking the cops to hold back, and he's pleading with the kids, dozens of them now on the stage, to go back to their seats. Can I please have your attention? Wait a minute. Wait, wait. This is no way. We are black. We are black. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can't y'all go back down and let's do the show together? We're black. Don't make us all look bad. Let me finish doing the show. Come off the stage. Sit on the show. James turns to talk to one young boy standing next to him. Wait a minute, son. Wait a minute. Now, why, why are you up here? Do you want to see the show? Yeah. Well, why don't you go downstairs? Let me do the show. Okay, let's shake my hand. Now, go downstairs. Now, let me do the show. And now he turns to the crowd. That's not right. Let's represent our own self. Let's represent our own self. Now step down. No, no, that's not right. You make me look. You make me look very bad because I asked the police to step back and you wouldn't go down. No, that's wrong. No, 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 that's wrong. Are you making me? You're not being fair to yourself and me either. You're not being fair to yourself and me either. All your race. Now, I asked the police to step back because I figured I could get some respect for my own people. That makes sense. And are we together or we ain't? Are we together or are we ain't? James stood firm against the cops and the crowd. He kept us cool, the kids climbed off the stage, and the cops stayed back. The situation diffused, James tells the band to hit it, and they finish the final number. Hit the thing, man. WGBH recorded the show as it was being aired. And as soon as the concert was over, they queued it back up and aired it again. And they repeated it all night. And people, especially young black and white kids, kept on watching it all night long. While other cities were erupting in violence, Boston was relatively calm. In fact, some people say there was less crime that night than on any typical Friday night in the city. That's the power of James Brown, and that's the power of live music. That will do it for this episode of the I'm In Love With That Song podcast. I'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. If you'd like to catch up on all our previous shows, well, you can find them on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com. 
You can connect with us on Facebook. Just search for the I'm in love with that song podcast and you'll find us or send an email to love that song podcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Pantheon podcast network home to so many great shows on just about every music subject you can think of. So be sure to check those shows out. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and neighbors. Now it's our turn to support live music. Do it safely, do it responsibly, but let's do our part to keep music alive. Go out and enjoy the show. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.